At the bottom of the escalator heading to the baggage claim, Adam Franzoni, her usual handler and longtime friend, waited for her. He brought warmth to her heart, like sunshine after a stormy night. He'd been unable to accompany her on this latest mission, and she'd missed him. They'd been friends since her final stay in foster care as teenagers. They'd both been placed in the same home. When they met, it was as if Kismet had finally smiled on her. They'd been best friends ever since, even landing jobs in the same organization. Dressed in khaki slacks and a beige button-down shirt, he stood with his hands folded in front of his slim hips, his handsome face in stoic repose. His sharp gaze scanned the crowded escalator. When he saw her, he brightened. She stepped from the moving stairs and made her way toward him. Savannah! He gave her a non-professional hug before he could stop himself. Savannah welcomed the exchange before nudging him away. You're a welcome sight. How was the trip? He said, reaching for her bag. I can manage my suitcase, she said. He pushed her hand away. I've got it. Relax. She released her grip, handing over the luggage. Was the flight okay? Sure. I even got to see Paris. She rolled her eyes and followed him toward the carousel, her low heels clacking along the shiny tiles. Well, that must have been a shock to the system after Iraq. He kept a firm grip on her suitcase as he wheeled it through a group of college-age kids. Oh, Paris was wonderful, she scoffed. I got to see it through eyes that haven't slept in days. He cast her a sympathetic gaze, pursing his lips. I'm sorry. Don't be. You know the drill. Debriefings and more debriefings, followed by an ass-kicking or two. She rubbed her behind. And I've been worried. Do I still have a job? I got a call from Ryan, but he hung up on me. Adam laughed. He's got the patience of a toy poodle. Yes, you still have a job, but barely. She chewed the inside of her cheek. That bad? Afraid so. He wheeled the bag up to Carousel 2 and stopped. They know it wasn't entirely your fault. It wasn't my fault at all, she blurted. Her frustration had been building ever since she left Iraq for debriefing. She rubbed her forehead. Agent Lambert went rogue. I think SLAE should be more worried about his actions than mine. Adam flashed her an indulgent smile. Yes, but you're new. He's got all kinds of awards with the company. He's got a proven track record. You're a newbie. Listen, she said, whirling to face him. I saw him meeting with members of ISIS. I saw him, Adam. And then he disappears, and my Iraqi handler tells me I have to leave immediately, or I'd be... She choked back a sob. I'd have been beheaded, Adam. And Lambert had the nerve to contact SLAE and point the finger at me before he vanished. Adam put his free arm around her shoulder. Honey, that's harsh. Trust me, I believe you. Her shoulders sagged with relief. At least someone believes me. Now SLAE admins are scrambling to cover themselves. Well, that's on them, not me. I'm the one who found out about Lambert. Me, not any other agent. Yeah, well, it's become a she said, he said situation. They want to believe you, but if it turns out Lambert did as you said, the entire organization will have mud on their faces. More like concrete, she sniffed. 
and I hope it sets and they sink to the bottom of the ocean. She grabbed her heavy suitcase and with a grunt heaved it from the revolving belt. Adam rushed to help her. Let me. She relinquished her grip on the suitcase. You know I'm only being used as a scapegoat. I know. They have to blame someone. Placing his hands on her shoulders, he pivoted her to face him. I'm your friend, remember? She blinked rapidly and tried to look away from his bright green gaze. He cupped her chin and guided her face toward his. I'm only reporting what they told me. I'm on your side, got it? She nodded as best she could, restrained by his fingers. That's my girl. Now, let me fill you in on our next job. A car's waiting outside, and I don't want you to feel ambushed.